Hello listeners and welcome to Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic lore podcast. I'm your the student, Morgan. And I'm the teacher, Dan. Alright, so what am I learning about this week, Dan? This week we're going through a uh, hell of a thing. It's called Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and it is... Uh, Visual nonsense, and will be extremely hard to describe in audio form. Oh, good. Should I have maybe watched it this time? Because I... All I... No, I should have... What I should have done is watched the uh, YouTube poops, because, you know, this is the Pingus one. Yeah. This that's is, all you really... Yeah. yeah. That's all you need to know. It's the Pingus one. Uh, so... A note on how we're going through this. Originally, I was going to just describe all the characters and and like recurring characters and stuff, but then I realized there's less re- recurring characters than I thought. So I'm just going to do what I can cons- consider episodes that are either iconic or uh, lore relevant. With lore relevant, that means explains details about things that might be important or has, like, an actual ongoing plot. For example, towards the end, there's, like, a four-episode arc that is, like, an actual multi-part adventure. And iconic is stuff like things that are prominently shown in YouTube poops. We're going through the first episode, and it and that manages to cover both of those bases. Nice. Um, wow, okay, so... You said it's a visual nonsense. Could you uh, elaborate a little bit, maybe? So, this this show, which was the product of... Which was heavily inspired by the works of uh, Looney Tunes and Rubber Hose Animation, is kind of a nonsense. It's... The, la- the world seems to be a series of yellow landscapes with occasional landmarks. The characters are all cartoon nonsense. The music is very weird and sometimes just very weird music. I I will be including the intro music and the outro music will probably be one of the many tracks from this show. The cartoon is it's it was made to air in syndication uh probably for money reasons and which is probably also why they have psas oh my god if you can get a show to air in syndication that's just like free money so that means there's a hundred episodes and very little ongoing plot and so like i said it's syndication it went on it didn't just go on one network, it went on a whole bunch of different, like, networks, a lot of local stuff. It also includes PSAs called Sonic Says, which I think you c- could get, like, a certain amount of money if you, like, did PSAs on your show, because that made it technically count as educational. Oh my god. Is that why, um, Yugi tells you to not smoke weed? Or I Yami? Think so, yes. That's incredible. Oh, man. Okay, so I was just, like, 
watching the intro, and I think I've seen, like, an episode of this that is... And then, I mean, I've seen YouTube poops, but... Sorry for the noise. My cat's, of course, being noisy now of all times. I don't mind. <laughs> Just more editing. So, what was the episode to the best of your memory? I don't remember a whole lot. I just remember the drill robot guy and the chicken robot guy. But I don't remember fucking anything. And I think it's just because, I mean, it seems like it's just a show that's like a lot of bright colors and like nonsense happening. It has, it has, um, Looney Tunes is a good way. uh, Or like Tom and Jerry-esque almost. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, like, trying to catch Sonic all the time. It's almost, you know, it's like the bad guys are Tom and Sonic and Tails are Jerry, kind of. Alright, so I figure we can get into the first episode since it is basically an origin story. So, uh, the episode starts and Sonic is running and Tails is there too. Sonic sees a city in the distance and he says, Civilization. Then, two robots named Scratch and Grounder sneak up and catch Sonic with a pair of robot arms that come out of a tree branch. Uh, Sonic decides to distract them and tell them the story of how they first met. I'm not... I guess maybe they're cutting something up, but maybe... There's probably no actual reason. Yeah, what? (laughs) What a weird distraction choice. I think, is Scratch the chicken? Yeah, so Scratch is the chicken and Grounder is the drill robot. Is the drill, okay. Uh, I, let me just copy and paste an image into the chat, which will also be in the show notes. Whoops, that's the wrong channel. There's the channel. Uh... Yeah, so that's Scratch and Grounder. They're uh, in love. No, um... <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I don't know why I have such, like, a memory of these two, but are, are they are they very, like, the two, like, doofuses of the show? Are they kind of like yeah. the pain and panic, like, in Hercules? Or, like, the, yeah. the, the Rex and Weevil of this show? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh... Yeah, that's who they are. They they are the first of their kind, one of many. We will encounter several different pairs of robots over the course of this series that are like that. You've got Boko and Deko in Sonic X. You've got those bounty hunters from Underground, uh, whose names I do not remember. Uh, and you've got uh, the uh, Orbot and Cubot in the main series. You gotta have your dynamic duos, I guess. It's handy for Robotnik, who is typically a solo villain, to have uh, some lackeys he can bounce off of. For sure. Uh, so, the story starts sometime before Scratch and Grounder were born. That's the way Sonic says it. Uh, Sonic and Tails are in a deserted village, and then a cartoon animal woman tells Sonic that they're all hiding before slamming her own door shut and locking it three times. Because 
A bounty hunter with a nonsense design tears a wall off a house and asks the person inside where the bounty hunter convention is. The lady screams and runs away. (laughs) Sonic uh, sees this as an opportunity to ruin some villain's days and seeks out the convention center. At the convention center, Dr. Robotnik, who is famously voiced by... By a uh, blues singer, and I believe, I think he's gay. I can't remember. Uh, his name is Long John Baldry, and he gives he gives it his all in this. He hams it the fuck up. Uh, I am going to provide an image of what Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog Robotnik looks like. And in fact, this one is a meme. He doesn't normally wear this hat and carry a diploma. Damn, that's too bad. What is that? was just like he's just very proud of his degree couldn't be me Hmm. (laughs) uh he states his iconic line i hate that hedgehog and when he says it his teeth have the word hate carved into him and then break apart Mm, Uh, tasty uh dr robotnik tells all these robot bounty hunters that since he began to try to take over Mobius, Sonic has been ruining everything. So he offers one billion Mobiums for his capture, alive or otherwise. Are they all robots? Are they all robot bounty hunters? It looks like it. Um, and he didn't, like, make them all? I guess not. I don't know. Maybe he did? It's never explained. Interesting. Um, is there, like, you said this is how they, who met? How Sonic and Tails met Scratch and Grounder. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Uh, so, Sonic is in the crowd and he taunts Robotnik by saying he's worth way more than one billion Mobiums. And then he pulls on Robotnik's mustache and says his catchphrase... I'm waiting. By the way, Sonic is voiced by Jaleel White, famously known for the role of Urkel in Family Matters. Urkel's back, baby. He's not just a singing voice this time. The bounty hunters go after him, and he does some Looney Tunes bullshit to beat them all. Uh, Some of these robot bounty hunters are in fact used in Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine as enemies. I guess I should explain Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Yeah, what? (laughs) I was like, okay, sure. So, there isn't a whole lot to explain. Maybe I'll save it for a future episode. But the gist is, for some reason, the Sega Genesis port of uh, Puyo Pop, or Puyo Puyo, uh, they decided to, instead of making it the... Uh, anime-esque characters typically employed in Puyo Puyo games. They made it the... They made it Dr. Robotnik and various uh, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog minor baddies. Oh, wow. Is this, like... Would this be considered, like, a miscellaneous game? Or is this, like... Is there, like, canon involved in Puyo Puyo? I'm undecided. I... I kind of want to put it in miscellaneous just to give it some somewhere to talk about, but I could put it in this category just because it 
it pretty much exclusively uses characters from adventures. That's interesting. Is it like, man, for some reason, when you said, like, when you talked about that, it just reminded me of the fact that uh, the the Mario game, Mario 3 or something, like, the one where you, like, dig up radishes or whatever. Oh. Is, is kind of like a... It used to be a different game in Japan and was made into a Mario game. That's what it reminds me of for some reason. Super Mario Brothers is actually Doki Doki Panic. I bet you didn't know that one. Uh, yeah. No one knew that one. Obviously, I, I knew it, but I was like, I don't remember the name of either game, so this is a bad comparison. <laughs> I just realized. I was like, what's the Doki? Oh. Sonic does some Looney Tunes bullshit, including uh, disguising himself as a ringmaster and tricking some into running over a cliff by disguising the by covering the cliff with a fake carnival tent. Doctor Robotnik sees all this bullshit happen and decides to go to his lair to form a plan. And then we see Doctor Robotnik's iconic evil lair, a recurring shot in this show. I am posting it right now. I wonder if this Sonic got compared to Roadrunner a lot, because they're both kind of, like, westernized, like, Hmm. cartoony speedsters. I could see Roadrunner being a big inspiration. There is a very Roadrunner-esque nature to this, to the bulk of this episode. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man, I love that chubby gold statue. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of a, looks like a two-floor observatory on a mountaintop, and there's a big statue of Robotnik next to it. Yeah, it's, and he's doing, like, his fist is out. I, kind of reminds me of, like, a Nazi salute, but with a fist out instead. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, like, the observatory has kind of a leaning tower of pizza feel to it also with like other weird shit the background's really interesting i have to say yeah the backgrounds they seem to be some sort of like i don't know how to describe it they looks watercolor it's It's like a watercolor background it's like red and splotchy but like in a very interesting way and the clouds are like speckled though yeah it's a very unusual look uh i like it dr robotnik decides that He's going to build some robots to hunt down Sonic. In a Professor Utonium-esque nature, he grabs a bunch of unpleasant objects and academic supplies and throws them into a big machine to make a robot. Yeah, that's how you make them, right? Out comes Scratch. Uh, Scratch asks who he is, where he is, and if Robotnik is his mother. Oh my god, did he start as, like, a chick? Or is he just, like, come out full-grown as, uh, Scratch? Be- he comes out fully formed. Damn! That would be so, like, funny if it was just, like, cute little chick robot. There's, like, a line... 
like a like thirty seconds after this where he says he was just hatched. <laughs> but it might just be a chicken pun. Uh so Robotnik says he's going to clone Scratch to make a second robot. So he takes out one of Scratch's tail feathers, throws it into the robot machine, and pulls some big cartoon levers. Scratch also throws one, but Robotnik's pissed because that one wasn't supposed to be pulled. So instead of an exact duplicate of Scratch, Grounder comes out instead. And then Scratch and Grounder immediately get into a fight about which one is more loved by... Dr. Robotnik. It's sort of a recurring source of conflict that they both seek to be more loved by Robotnik than the other. Why did they go with, like, full robot if they were gonna do cloning? Like, I know this is just nonsense show, but, like, they could have done the cool, like, roboticized animal thing that other Sonic stuff has done. Yeah, I mean, this game is definitely, or sorry, this show is definitely coming out after Sonic 2 gets made, before Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but after 2, so it's not like roboticizing hasn't been an established thing. Right. Hmm. Robotnik breaks up the fight and tells him to go catch Sonic. A third robot, named Coconuts, shows up to tell the audience that he was demoted to sanitation after Scratch and Grounder were made, and he also wants to catch Sonic and get his place back. What does Uh, Coconuts look like? Okay, let me just post an image of Coconuts. I think he's actually one of... He's modeled after one of the first enemies you run across in Sonic 2. Actually, all of these robots are modeled a little bit after a Sonic 2 robot. Like... Grounder is modeled after a robot that is seen in... Oh, I'm trying to remember the name. Coconut's Uh, stomach looks like a Tamagotchi. Hmm. Huh, I guess it does. I never noticed that. (laughs) Grounder's modeled after a robot that shows up in Labyrinth Zone, and I'm suddenly forgetting the name of the water level in Sonic 2. Aquatic Ruin Zone. Grounder, or sorry, in Scratch is modeled after these uh, chicken robots that show up in Wing Fortress Zone in Sonic 2. That's the basics. We cut to a series of scenes of Coconuts and Scratch and Grounder trying to catch Sonic. In the first one, uh, Coconuts is disguised as a person working at a hot dog place. Where Sonic wants to get chili dogs. Chili dogs! I think this is the thing that defines Sonic as the chili dog lover. Because chili dogs come up a lot in this show. That is a question we had in our Ask Zone. Huh. Alright. Good. Coconuts uh, pulls a switch. The hot dog place turns into a big robot. But not like a cool one, just sort of a... Just some uh, cartoon robot limbs sticking out of a hot dog place. Damn. With some tank treads. Wow, not cool robot. Wow, cartoon robot. <laughs> wow. Extremely boring robot. <laughs> Could have been like a Transformer. The big robot is used to chase after Sonic and Tails. 
a bunch of guns come out of it. Sonic somehow bends all the gun barrels to point inside. And Coconuts accidentally shoots himself this way. And Sonic wins. In the second scene, Scratch and Grounder set up a trap. This one is Scratch's idea. Scratch makes like a fake, makes a giant brick wall that's made to look like a landscape. And uh, Grounder's supposed to uh, lure Sonic to it. And once Grounder runs past it, the wall is supposed to be lowered so that Sonic runs into it. That is... A... Yeah, that's that's just fucking Roadrunner. Yeah. That's just fucking Roadrunner. Like, I, they're ripping off. Like, yeah, inspired by... No. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Milton Knight's work, there is some genuinely heavy influence from, like, cartoon stuff, and it is kind of fascinating to look at his work. Oh. Like, there is, like, this old... There was some reference sheet for Dr. Robotnik and like the notes being made on it are kind of fun and interesting to look at. Like the show is not great, but I have a respect for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said, I think even if there's a lot of weirdness as far as backgrounds go, like for there just being a lot of like planes of existence, I let it's all hand drawn. It's all, like, painted, right? Like, it's it's old enough that everything is by hand, so it's pretty impressive. So, in order to do this, uh, Grounder turns one of his drills into a pumpkin and throws it at Wait. Sonic to lure <laughs> Yeah, he, he blows on it, or he blows on one hand, and the other hand turns into a pumpkin. I don't know why or how this works, <laughs> but it just does. Uh... This is the kind of random humor that fucking made my humor terrible when I was in middle school. God, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he tries to lure Sonic into the chase, but Sonic beats Grounder, uh, grabs the rope holding up the wall, lets go of it, and then Grounder runs into the wall. Uh, Sonic wins again. Scene number three starts. Uh, Scratch and Grounder are hiding behind a bush, and Scratch puts on a glove that turns into a fake sexy furry lady. Oh, I don't like that. You said a glove that does that? Yeah, he just puts on a glove. It's got a sort of, like, cartoon pull string on it, and he pulls on it, and it turns into a sexy lady. Lovely. I guess they do, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. I, I, guess, I guess it's been a while since I've seen an old cartoon. That's just kind of a thing that happens. That's very, like, let's make the sexy mouse toy lead Jerry into a hole somewhere. So, I, I don't know. It's just, like, the description of, like, he puts a glove on and he fucking TFs into a woman. Like, okay. It works. Sonic is distracted. The fake woman hits him over he the head with a rock. Scratch and Grounder activate a pit trap by pulling on the road like it were a carpet. And Sonic falls down a hole. 
Honestly, most of the fun of this is just having is the hard part is taking my notes to describe a cartoon scene and word form, and then the fun of it is trying to take that and turn the cartoon scene into audio form. Yeah, that's definitely something because I don't think I could ever do like a rewatch podcast of some like dumb bullshit old cartoon like in its entirety because how the hell do you describe like so and so blows into its fist makes it bigger and punches the daylights out of someone (laughs) Sonic falls down the hole but Sonic then spin dashes himself into a buzzsaw and I guess saws his way out bores his way whatever works for this phrase. He then disguises himself as a doctor. <laughs> In Bugs Bunny-esque fashion, Sonic loves to like trick his enemies by ter- by putting on disguises. So this Sonic is not a dumbass. He's like smart yeah. or everyone around him is dumbasses, I don't know. I think Sonic is like actually smart. He's crafty, he's wily. He's Bugs Bunny basically. It's very interesting to get all these different Sonics. He does some Looney Tunes bullshit that involves tales like getting a crane and throwing anvils at them, and then (laughs) uh, Scratch and Grounder fall into the hole they wanted to trap Sonic in. Uh, Then scene four starts. This is the last scene of the bunch. Uh, Scratch and Grounder... Grounder turns one of his arms into a harpoon gun so he can grapple his way towards Tails and catch him with a butterfly net. They tell Sonic to give up or they will hurt Tails and Sonic says okay. Sonic's put into a cage. Tails is put into the stocks. They call Robotnik up on a big phone that's attached to Grounder and tell, tell him to come by. Coconut shows up. He ties up Scratch and Grounder and wants to take the credit. Sonic is able to trick Coconuts into throwing Scratch and Grounder into the cage with him. But when Coconuts opens the door, Sonic runs out. And he throws both of them into the cage instead. Sonic and Tails break free. And then Robotnik starts to sh- is arriving, so Sonic and Tails uh, make a dust cloud and... Sonic uses the telephone communicator thing on Grounder to call Robotnik. And they trick Robotnik into turning off his, uh... He's got the little, uh, hover machine that they use in... that That's in the classic games, which, for the sake of convenience, I will call the Egomatic. Turns off his Egomatic while he's still high up in the air... He plummets to the ground and lands on the robots, destroying them. And fucking dies, because he falls from a height. (laughs) No. Maybe if this wasn't a cartoon logic show, but this is. So, instead, they're just broken up and Robotnik can rebuild them later. Uh, We go back to the present, and Sonic uh, and Tails escape the trap they're in, and they run away. Now it's time for Sonic Says. This Sonic Says is the educational part of Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, where Sonic 
teaches a basic PSA. In this one, Sonic and Tails are surrounded by uh, Scratch, Grounder, and Coconuts. Tails says they should call 911. But Sonic says 911 is only for real emergencies, not things you can handle on your own. 911 should only be called if your house is on fire or someone is trying to break into your home. And that's the lesson. Sonic beats the bad guys. The Can't end. believe Sonic says blue lives matter. Besides his own. Yeah. The deg- <laughs> you know, the degree to which Sonic says blue lives matter does in fact vary from Sonic to Sonic. Like, you could make an argument that, like, the Sonics who are, like, part of the Freedom Fighters... And, like, trying to restore a monarchy are bourgeois revolutionaries. Or you could argue that SA2 Sonic is, like, a true le- leftist because he actively hates and is hunted by police. Mm. However, you could make the same argument that that Sonic is a neoliberal because in Shadow the Hedgehog, <laughs> Sonic says that Shadow shouldn't kill cops because that's evil. I can't believe Shadow is a fucking anarchist. Oh my god, it- Shadow's political thing is also going to be complicated as we go on. Yeah, I'm really excited to get to Shadow the Hedgehog because he's the most ambivalent piece of shit. Yeah. I love him. He's so fucking stupid. I think maybe the most the most left uh, Sonic I'm not sure when I say this I'd have to look more into it but it's possible that UK Sonic is more leftist just because, like, he is trying to defeat Robotnik and he is trying to end his reign of tyranny, but he's not trying to restore a monarchy like uh, the other Sonics are. Uh, the most leftist character in Sonic is Big the Cat. No yeah. further questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I just remembered, didn't we get a question about fan games a week or two ago? I forgot to mention that I have actually played uh, one other fan game. Yeah, Which is... Yeah. The other fan game I played was Big's Big Fishing Adventure 3, which was a sort of like comedic fan game that was promoted on the Sonic Twitter. It It's just a silly little fan game where Big has to... It's framed like a visual novel and with some mini games in it and big has to find far find froggy i played that one also i should be giving credit where credit's due to fan games because there's like a whole culture of fan games and sonic mania was made by people who had a history making like full-on sonic fan games and there's some really in-depth fan games out there for sure yeah, it's unfortunate the only one I know is the one that is kind of horny. <laughs> it's like, I would describe Sonic Dreams Collection as sort of an anti-horny. It's like, how to put this? It's like when something tries to use sex in it to be uncomfortable and unnerving. It's not, I would argue, I might even argue that like, that Sonic Dreams Collection is a light horror game. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I, I 
would say it's like slightly psychological horror. Slightly. Like, it's more funny than anything, but... Yeah. I feel like I could do an episode on Sonic Dream Adventure, Sonic Dream Collections, honestly. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, I... Oh, also, Sonic says it's spelled S-E-Z. Perfect! I was joking! <laughs> I wrote that in chat and I was joking. Yeah, it's actually spelled like that. Uh, no! On purpose? Yeah, on purpose. Uh, okay, I wasn't sure if it was like some... Okay. Like, cool, like, oh, it has a Z, so it's cool. Uh, so, why don't we get into questions? Uh, let's start with Twitter questions. I will open up. Oh, I keep forgetting to check those. <laughs> yeah, do you want to read them off? Um, yeah, I can do that. Just switch it off a little bit. So, uh, is Robotnik, in fact, the sexiest fat man in animation? Uh, that was from Max Make Me Pay Me... Sorry. Max, pay me to make music for you nightly, at Maxi Satan, uh, composer of Oddity High Seam, uh, and good friend. And, in fact, yes, Robotnik is the sexiest fat man in animation. Hmm. <laughs> I, I feel like I should dispute this, but I'm blanking real hard on, like, sexy fat characters at the moment. They exist. I'm just blanking really bad. I I know I can't remember the origin of the joke that Max is making that Maxie is making. Oh and there's an origin Oh man, can't believe this fucking I feel like it's like a it was a joke somewhere and I can't remember. Maybe a YouTube poop or something. But like part of the joke was that like in the show, part of like the design of Dr. Robotnik involves emphasizing, like, his ass for, like, fun cartoon gimmicks. But also, you are heavily emphasizing a giant ass. Damn. He's thick. Do, uh... Do we got... Yeeks? Do we got them yeeks? He got yeeks. Uh... Or, um... Eggy yeeks? He's got egg yeeks. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, out of all of the Eggmans and Robotniks throughout Sonic's history, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog Robotnik has the most cake. The only other one that comes across in raw sex appeal is probably the Jim Carrey Eggman. Damn. Can't wait. All right. And then second question from Jumpy at Meme Juim? Juim? I think maybe Meme Jume. I... Jume? Okay. Well, eventually I'll figure out how it's pronounced when Pot of Greed gets to uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX because I know this user is named after uh, the Chaz's Japanese name. Oh, oh, Majumi. 
Yeah. Mean Jimmy. Okay. That makes sense. Do you think Scratcher, Scratch and Grounder would work on a modern day Sonic game? Is there a favorite Sonic Says segment? And lastly, do you think Pingus has changed society as a whole for better or worse? So it sounds like they kind of already have uh, like fun side duo robot characters in other games anyway. So I feel like it could work. They could definitely like work in other games. Maybe like with less cartoony dimensions to them, but yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I mean, I don't know all the Sonic says, so I don't know my favorite. I'm gonna say the best ones are the ones that involve either. It's probably the one that tells children not to drink, because it does involve a scratching grounder getting turned. Oh hell yeah! Oh, I can't wait to see these fucking children robot cartoons get fucking drunk. And then, yeah, Pingus? We don't... So... (laughs) What does Pingus mean? So, in one particular episode of... uh, My Pingus. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Dr. Robotnik says, Snooping as usual, I see. And oh, Snoopy! Oh my God! And so, uh, clever YouTube poopers uh, were able to take uh, Snooping as and cut it down to penis. So it sounds like Doctor Robotnik is saying penis. Love penis, 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 penis. Right, and like I've seen that scene, but I didn't know it was cut. You know, I mean, I knew it was cut. Because that's just how fucking YouTube poops are. But I didn't know, like, how it originated. Um, I think, as a general rule, um, the internet has made our society worse. <laughs> but, <laughs> there, like, if you want, like, a genuine answer here, uh, YouTube poops are, like, a strangely creative endeavor using dumb bullshit humor and, like, postmodern ideas to make videos. So it's kind of cool, even though it's fucking ridiculous. And some of them end up saying, like, dumb slurs. So that's my feeling on... It hasn't made it better or worse, but it has definitely contributed something. Yeah, you you definitely put it better than I could have. It's... It's something. I think the way you've described it does make me think of Tails Gets Trolled. And, <laughs> like, the bizarre amount of... It, it's weird and it's ugly, but it's also got a bizarre amount of, like, early teen creativity in it. Yes. A hundred percent. And there's, like, strangely useful images from it, like Tails's face... Like, his just, like, thousand-yard stare is just very useful. It's... It... As someone who isn't... Who, like, want... As someone who tries to make art for fun, I found, even though my technical skills are limited, there is a profound delight in being able to figure out how to make a 
good, expressive face. For sure. So, that's uh, the Twitter questions. Let's uh, move on to the Discord questions. Uh, Listeners, if you have not already, join our Discord, and you can go to the channel called Ask Zone, and you can just send questions in whenever you feel like it. This first one is from Mary the Rabbit. Uh, You want to read it off? The only Sonic the Comic issues I got to read as a kid were random ones, which coincidentally all had chaotic in them. Uh, making me think they're a way bigger deal in the comics than they were. Are and are there any Sonic characters who you were surprised to discover didn't actually appear that much? Like, in general? Or in the comics? Maybe, like, I think she means in, in general. Like, if you ever saw, like, a certain character as a kid and thought they were more important than they actually were. Uh, so, I thought, uh... Rouge was going to be more important. The bat, I guess. Yeah. But, like, in general, I thought, like, the woman characters are going to be more important, and they don't end up being. At least in, like, the games I played. Like, they might be more important later, but... Yeah, I think... Game I played. I played one game. (laughs) As far as Rouge goes, I do think, like... Like, she has a, a decent amount of position in, like, Heroes and and 06 and those mid-2000s games, but probably her most relevant appearance to the game's plot was SA2. Yeah, and that's what I played, but I still was like, I don't know. I mean, I know she did the same kind of thing as, like, Knuckles, but for, like, the bad guys, kind of. But, like, I don't know. And I think because I played SA2, I thought she was going to be more important in other media. Right. Because she did show up a decent amount in that game, even if she wasn't, like, the most fleshed out. It was still, like, right. she's there and she does stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I feel like there's got to be something that I thought was more important, but I can't quite remember. Maybe... I, I don't know. Like, I've been a fan for a long time, but I just can't really think of a point where I thought a character was more important than they actually were. Maybe, maybe how, some comic character. How about a character you thought or you want to be more important? So, like, a mm. side character you really like that you mm. wanted to have more of, like, a... They're, they're like, essentially, like, tertiary characters, but you want them to be more, like, secondary to, you know, secondary to Sonic, at least. Probably the Chaotix, then. Yeah. Like, the Chaotix certainly have their role. They appear a lot in the comics. They've got, like, this whole thing about them where they're, like, they're, they're like a detective agency, and they solve things, but also they're really poor, and are just scraping by. There's a fun sort of... Sort of like a kitty noir version. Or, no, sort of like a kitty noir thing about these... About this, like... This cartoon detective agency. You do... you. I didn't realize they were detectives, but, like... I, uh... 
I do love an underdog, and uh, I do love uh, to hear more about the proletariat. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I'm kind of interested in them. Like, I kind of want, like, some kind of series based on them. I don't know that much about them, and I'm thinking, I'm hoping I'll learn more about them by doing this show. But, like, I like their designs a lot, too. Yeah, I'm very thankful that, like, when the Archie comic was going, they had this second series called Sonic Universe, which, instead of being, like, comics focused on Sonic, were comics focused on other characters in the world. And it was kind of fun to read because, like, like Ian Flynn would, like, do a whole bunch of stuff to, like, explore characters in ways that explore characters or have them meet characters that they wouldn't normally meet if it was just Sonic going on an adventure. Like, I think one of the most iconic and, well, I, I don't know. There's one very beloved arc called Treasure Team Tango, which is about, like, I believe three teams. Uh, uh, Amy, Blaze, and Cream... Uh, Team Dark, which is Shadow, Rouge, and Omega, and the Hooligans, who are Knack the Weasel, Bean the Dynamite, and Mark the Polar Bear, just all trying to catch... They're all trying to track down, I think, Chaos Emeralds or something, and it's just a fun little adventure. Bean the Dynamite? What kind of animal is a dynamite? <laughs> uh... Bean the Dynamite is a duck. Okay. Uh, they just yeah. didn't want to be like, Bean the Duck. <laughs> I guess not. It, bean the Fuck. Someday I'll probably get more into Bean, or explain Bean in more detail, but I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, bean, I'll say this one thing, which is that Bean was vaguely based on an old Sega game called Dynamite Ducks. Uh... Which was like a beat 'em up with ducks. Oh. Ah, a duck game. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then, um, I mean, that's. Should I read the crossed off question? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a joke one, but I think we should read it. Sure. Also, isn't the Mega Drive a better name than the Genesis? Um, mm. I actually like. Genesis? Like, yeah. I think maybe it's just because I like the fancy word more. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. I don't know what a Mega Drive is. It just sounds like a an SD card thing. Oops, sorry. My phone goes mm -hmm. off at 9.30. Um, <laughs> yeah. In, in uh, Japan and the UK, uh, the Sega Genesis was called the Sega Mega Drive. I guess it would be more accurate to say that in America, the Mega Drive was called the Genesis. And yeah. <laughs> that's really more where it stuck. And I guess, like, North and South America, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Genesis, but that's also, like, what I knew growing up. Um, and then the next... Oh, that was also by Mary. Um, the next question is from... Uh, o Ogani? Ogan? It looks like Oganj. Oganj? 
I don't know why I read that J as an I. Uh, <laughs> where did the whole chili dig come? Chili dog thing come from? Which we kind of talked about. Yeah. It might be from this. Uh, yeah. Just, I guess, the games just kind of picked it up from this. Also. Yeah. Um, and also, it's just like a cool teen food to eat, I guess. You know, like, instead of pizza, they're like, let's go with chili dogs. Because I feel like pizza is a big, like... I mean, everyone likes pizza, but... <laughs> they're always pizza like... Pizza was a Ninja Turtles thing. It was a... Yeah, it was a Ninja Turtles thing. Um, I remember the Teen Titans fucking ordering pizza, that kind of thing. Um, and then James the Cat Girl asks, which do you prefer? Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog or Sonic Sad AM? You know, I really haven't seen enough Sad AM to judge. I'm worried that Sad AM doesn't hold up as well as it might, as I remember it. Or, or well, not even remember, because I never watched it as a kid. As, as good as the, uh, the uh, 90s kids I watched... Gr- on YouTube and stuff and in forums and such growing up, uh, have told me. Yeah, I mean, nostalgia glasses will, like, color things, but, um, I mean, maybe we can answer this question after we at least, you know, do the first episode of Sonic, of Sad AM. So, um, we will keep that in mind, because I haven't seen Sad AM at all. Uh, and I, like I said earlier this episode, I've only seen, like, some of Adventures. So I guess at the t- moment, because I've seen it, Adventures is what I prefer, I guess. And we've got one last question. Yeah, from Flutterdark. I mean, it's just, was it Adventures or Sad I Am where Pingus came from? Not knowing much about either, I easily mix them up. And, yeah, it came from Adventures. Yep. Uh, and, yeah. Is there any YouTube poop from Sad AM, or was it all from Adventures? I definitely remember seeing a couple that were based on Sad AM, but it was... But I think Adventures really took it, because there's a lot more you can mess around with with Adventures. Not only in terms of content, but, but weirdness, because, like... I think there were maybe 24, 48 episodes of Sad AM. I don't know the exact count, but only two seasons. Let's uh, roll for what we'll do next week. Hello. Alright. I'm rolling the die. I have rolled a five. And five is... Oh, I'm doing A-O-S-T-H again. Alright. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Is this our first repeat? It's weird they're like next to each other. Yeah. I mean, do you want to do it again? Or are you kind of like, I'm fine with either since you're the teacher. I wouldn't be against doing it again. Okay. Yeah. Well... I guess next time you'll hear a continuation of what we've started today. All right. Good shit. Um, 
Morg, where can we find you? You can find me at Haunting the Morg. That's Haunting the M-O-R-G on Twitter, mostly. I mean, I'm on, it's on my, it, it's my Tumblr also, but, um, and, uh, Definitely watch my pin tweet because I have recorded an episode of a new podcast. I don't want to say too much because uh, we haven't uh, published it yet, but uh, definitely keep your eyes peeled. It's uh, it's another uh, it's another it's it's more of a rewatch than a teaching podcast, but. Uh, it may also involve robots, let's say. Very cool ones, perhaps. Maybe. Uh, I, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of different places. And you can find all those places at linktr.ee slash Mike underscore Dawson with a zero. From there, you can find my Twitter. You can find my art blog. You can find my Kodash fee. You can find my... Uh, you can find my other podcasts I do. You can find Pot of Greed, which is a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. You can find Stranger's Fiction, which is a one-shot actual play podcast. Uh, you can find... Stranger Fiction, good. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Pot of Greed, good. That's how I fucking essentially... That's how this fucking podcast started, honestly. It's because I started listening to that. <laughs> Uh, you can find at, at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. And today is Metal Gear Solid 2 day when, we, when we're recording this. April 30th, the day Rose and Jack first met. Oh, and also tomorrow is, is May Day. Yeah. Happy International Workers Day, Xbox. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find us at uh, at Sh- Shuffle Sonic on Twitter. You can email us at uh, Sonic Shufflecast at Gmail, and you can join our Discord, which is linked in the notes and on our Twitter. And and that's it for t- this week. As always, Sonic is real. He is strong. And he is my friend. He's the only blue life that matters. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.